You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Welcome to After The Show. Hello, Sid Talk. How are you doing? Hola. Hola. Bueno. Any others? That's all I know in Spanish. I don't even know why I brought that up, but yeah, that's it. Well, let's test you on, on language. <laughs> no, let's not. <laughs> not even on this one. No, no. Oh, what's the before the after the show discussion? Mm, I was complaining about something that we were just talking about. I did hear some complaining. Mm, I and, can't uh, pinpoint exactly what it was. <laughs> that's, it's like empty calories, my complaining. <laughs> it's, it's, once it's over, it's, that's it. It's gone. You're ready for some more, right? You're just hungry for more. Right. Does that, is that how you feel? Kind about. of. <laughs> Not really much we talked about this movie. We talked about the Dune as a general thing. Correct. The books, the movies. Yeah, and me, oh, yeah, the complaining about people thinking it's okay to make everything extra complex because it makes it more interesting when it is not. Complaining. <laughs> All right. Correct. I promise you there'll be no more complaining in this mm, podcast. This is a review. <laughs> Some might define review as complaint, so. All right, so it's Saturday, January the 22nd. This is After the Show. We're a movie review podcast. This is episode 720. Woo-woo. The movie we're looking at this week is Dune, the 2021 version. It's released on Blu-ray. You can pick it up now. It's PG-13. It's also on 4K. And it's from our friends at Warner Brothers who sent us the 4K disc for review. Sid Talk. Let's have the synopsis of Dune. Complicated pre-Star Wars story about the Godfather. Perfect. In, in the whole of the universe. <laughs> I'll give you the one off the box. Okay. I don't think it's going to match, be as good as mine. Feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. Hmm. I mean, that's I mean, accurate, both correct. but <laughs> mine's right. so much better. Dune. Let me uh, start with our history of Dune. I read the first book when I was at school, so that was a long time ago, because I am now Correct. like 85. Correct. And I also have watched the David Lynch version of Dune from the 80s more than 10 times, I would say. Oh, my. Even David Lynch won't watch it. No, he won't. Glutton for punishment, I guess. I enjoy it, to be honest. It is very cheesy, but... This is why we love you, because you like things yeah. that no one else likes. Yeah, even the director hates it. But really? I like it, in a weird way. It's like a good, bad movie, if you know what I'm saying. That's why I like Predator so much. I mean, I can still watch it's it. It's cheesy. It's fine. And yeah. other people be like, uh, that's really crappy. <laughs> so my history with Dune is I've read the book and I've seen the, the original movie more than once and Sid taught yours is history I don't read and I probably did watch the movie or part of the movie and then I didn't like it because I don't recall it except for maybe Sting and the gross guy who floated around a little bit and he would put like his finger up to his mouth or his chin or his nose I don't even remember it was really it was almost like one million dollars do you remember that do you remember Sting in his space underpants I don't I don't it made no impression well he was, in, he was in a pair of underpants. <laughs> and I, get, I told you, too. I might have watched it on videotape. 
And here's the deal. I worked in a little grocery store where the lady owned all the tapes herself, right? She'd buy them and then rent them out. And if any part of a tape got worn or crackly, she would literally have us cut it out and then just splice the tape back together. So you might actually be watching movies that had parts just missing. (laughs) And like, could it have been like several minutes missing? Well, we wouldn't know. We're not film technicians. (laughs) We'd just be like, this looks all wrinkly. Cut that part out, splice it together. I'm not even kidding. So I might have watched it and been like, this movie makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) I am not into this. Well, to be fair, the 1980s version of Dune, it's a lot to comprehend at once. Right. There's a lot going on. Bringing us all the way around to 2022 we are now, and this is the 2021 version by Denis Villeneuve. What did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I was thinking you were going to say you didn't enjoy it. Based on? The fact that you found it a bit confusing? Yes. Okay. I did find it confusing, and no, I'm not an idiot, and yes, I'm intelligent, all that stuff. If anybody wants to be like, well, you just don't understand Well, let's do a test. Let's do your intelligence test. (laughs) Real quick, like? Yeah, like the language test from the beginning. No, that's okay. Okay. I'm smart enough to pass. (laughs) I mean, pass on that. So would I have this deal? If someone's writing a story, right? And it's a personality thing, not a productivity. You're not really telling me a straight up story. It's the writer, the author creates this world that's very precious to them. And of course, they know everything because it's in their head. So they make up all these names that aren't just like straightforward names, right? So the house of this and the planet of that and the emperor of this and whatnot. Now, again, I'm not stupid. I don't need it to be simple. Like like I said to you, if it was like Planet Jones and Planet Smith are having a fight over Planet Wilson. Okay, I get it. I get it. But I mean, the names and then the the concept. And let me describe it to you. There's an emperor of the entire universe, the known universe that everyone's bowing down to. Can I tell you that in Flash Gordon, Emperor Ming is also the emperor of the entire universe. Okay, so the idea then is if the emperor is the emperor of everything, Mm -hmm. the known universe, and then he does this little plotting and planning and says like, ooh, I'm going to send these people over here to this planet, but now I'm going to send this faction over here to sabotage them <laughs> because I want what's on that planet. And I can't think of an easier way to do it because I'm an idiot. Like, I think the emperor's an idiot. If I'm looking at this planet, right, that has the spice on it, let's say I'm the empress of the universe. And I go, okay, that, that stuff makes us all very rich and I get to stay very rich and I like being rich. Therefore, I'm going to kill everyone on the planet. It's not everyone's favorite plan, but this is what we're doing. I'm, I'm kind of scared of you already. I'm going to put my people or whoever I find in the whole of the universe who are capable of being on this planet. First of all, we want to farm and make more worms because the worms, the big giant worms under the sand, those are so awesome. We want them because they help make the, the dusty stuff, the spice. And then around my planet, I'm going to put hordes of armies that are going to defend my planet because I'm the empress of the fucking universe. I do not need to play games. I do not need to move things around like a chessboard. So this is where my mind goes when I'm like, it's really simple, right? You run everything. <laughs> you could just do what you want. And yet... How would the film go in that respect then? Well, I just described it. It's very interesting. Is it very short? <laughs> it's very short. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am the empress. 
I'm far away from this particular planet, so it's going to actually be a road trip movie where I'm in the ship with a bunch of funny characters with me going to like kill everybody on this planet, and then we're going to take over and be super uber wealthy forever. See, it's like, like that. Like Spaceballs. A little bit of a, yeah. Oh, Spaceballs. <laughs> so yeah, my movie, well, it'd be, it'd be cute and funny. <laughs> That's my interpretation of this whole story. Right. For you thinking I wouldn't enjoy it, I get that. Yeah. But once I got over it and I kind of got in my head, I mean, it took like four pee breaks because I was cold and I drank a lot of tea. So uh, while I'm on my pee break. Irrelevant I'm, information. Well, it's not irrelevant because during the pee break is when I can contemplate what the hell's happening and be like, oh, okay, this I emperor see. is like an idiot. So we're going to have to accept that. And so these people who went over here, but he wants these other people to do it because he wants to start a little war between everybody, which doesn't benefit anyone. Okay, I got it, I got it. And then you go back, and then you go pee again, you think about it some more. That's how I figured it out. And that's, I mean, I love science fiction. So anything in the future, and this is 10,000 years in the future or whatever, I'm all about that. I love it. So I just want to live in the world, and I think it looked luscious and cool. And My uh, opinion is the world building of this is, like, mind-blowing to me. This guy did Blade Runner, the new one. Mm-hmm. Which was also like every single frame I was like, oh my God, this film. It's, <laughs> this is how I've always wanted to see Blade Runner. Like it's amazing looking. And again, this movie, you could say, well, it all takes place in the desert, which it mostly does. So isn't it's it boring? gorgeous. Yeah, it's not boring. It's like, I'm never once thinking, oh, they're just, they're in Dubai, right? Just filming this. I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking this planet, you know, it's so cool looking. There's an action sequence in this movie which I thought was fantastic, even though it's not full of action sequences, is it, this movie? It's a lot mm -hmm. of, there's a lot of contemplative stuff and not tons of action. But there's an action sequence that is so well plotted, I was really in it. The sequence starts with them looking out over this new city that they kind of took over. And they're explaining, over there is this and over there is that. So you get this lay of the land. Quickly and Quickly. concisely. Yep. So you kind of understand how it is. And then they get in these, what are they called? Like dragonfly, the helicopters that look like dragonflies. Yeah, those are awesome. And then they fly off and they're doing this, oh, we're going to have a look at the spice driller. Is it called a driller? It's like that. So it's a big platform that drives around the like desert. Like an oil rig out in the ocean, but yeah. it's on the desert. So they fly over and they say, look, there's the spice driller. It drills the spice. And then if the worms come, the worms are, you know, trying to protect the spice. We just, we pick them up with these crane arm things on the Hold back. Hold on, let's back up. I don't think the worms care about the spice. Well, they're trying to protect, aren't they? I don't think so. I think they're just living. They just live under the sand. And then if they hear noises, then they want to come. Well, let's say when eat. they come and they, they're a threat to our drilling platform, we airlift the drilling platform and they explain all that. And then we see it happen. And it's also a dangerous sequence for our people who have mm -hmm. only just arrived on the planet. It's th these layers, and it's really awesome to look at. It feels really realistic, like they're really in this helicopter. And then you see, you know, things that go wrong, so it gets it mm. ratchets up the tension as it gets through the sequence. It was my favorite sequence of the whole movie, to be fair. Mm. And there was battles in this movie, but none of those battles were as interesting as that. It just looked cool. It wasn't at nighttime. It just, you saw everything. The CG is second to none in this movie. I believe everything is there. Mm. I don't know about second to none, but it was very good. 
It's a nicely created world. Now, I can't say I'm like into all the characters because I don't think anybody's kind of lovable or... No. Or anybody... You don't latch on to anybody, really. Even the her supposed heroes of the story. I wasn't like, that's my Luke Skywalker. I'm into that dude. Like, I want to follow him to the ends of the earth. It wasn't like that. Yeah. Not quite as likable. I like that, though. Yeah, so it makes it feel different. But as we were watching it, and I hadn't realized it until today, and then I went and did some research, <laughs> and everybody knows it apart from me, apparently. No, I could have told you from the first half an hour of the movie. I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, well, it started goodness. to become clear watching this yeah. movie. That this is basically Star Wars is an impersonation of this movie. Because <laughs> George actually did read Dune and did kind of wholesale rip off some things. Dune has a lot of elements of Star Wars. You can't help notice them watching this version. I don't think the David Lynch version is quite as obvious because it is bizarre, the David Lynch version. Do you remember? <laughs> no, I mean, kind of, but it's very It's like 80s. a David Lynch movie. Yeah. But it's Dune, like, and so it, it doesn't quite match up when you're watching it. It's like, well, I like David Lynch, but I don't think this scene needs that. It needs the David Lynch touch. Right. So there's a lot of that in that movie. It became apparent to me that it feels like a Star Wars movie. It just has a whole different cast of characters. This movie isn't cheeky in any way, right? Oh, no, it has not got a sense of humor. Maybe Aquaman has a little bit of sense of humor. Aquaman's in this movie, by the way. <laughs> Not Aquaman, though, <laughs> but Aquaman, you know. Close enough. I mean, he's about the closest it comes to like a, you We've know. We've got Aquaman, Poe Dameron. Yeah. Who else? Uh, we got all kinds of people from <laughs> Yeah. Timothy Chalamet is not from any pre-existing thing, I don't think. Mm -mm. I couldn't get Poe Dameron out of my mind watching it. I knew you couldn't. Because the guy's a pilot in this, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, a really skilled pilot. So that was kind of off-putting a little bit. Off-putting. Well, it just made me think of Star Wars all the time, which I shouldn't have been doing. Well, we're just going to have to blame you for that. We can't blame him. <laughs> but I really liked it. This is my problem, right? And I wasn't 100% aware until recently that this is only the first half of the story. This is the Dune novel. And it's split into two movies. And there's another movie coming in 2023. But I thought this was the whole of it. Mm. until very recently. So going into it, watching it, I was like, okay, I get it, and I'm probably going to love how this is and everything, but I bet it's going to be unsatisfying at the end. And it actually was, right? It was, yeah. The ending didn't feel like an ending. It just felt like this episode of a TV show Yes, ended. that's exactly how it felt. And, and I was waiting for the next binge, press next to watch the next one. Yep. So that's unfortunate, because... Do you think you could have fit the whole movie into two, two and I a half? I don't know hours? the story, so I well, don't know. I think there's, there's about three more plot points to come, mm. big ones. Um, obviously, you can fill all that in and make it another two and a half hour movie. But there's three major things that are going to happen. So I don't know if you could have just fit that all into this one. Like, Then it wouldn't have felt unsatisfying because you'd have got the whole thing. But that was my only criticism, that at the end I was like, oh, okay, that's a... Also, a bit of a weird place to end it because it doesn't feel like cliffhangery. Agree. Yeah, and this version of Dune, this part one, was word for word from the book. Not word for word, but you know what I mean. It's plot point for plot point from the book. He didn't change anything, so I don't feel like the second half is changing either. So that's my disappointing part of it. But everything else, I loved it. So I'm you're a big fan of this. Disappointed that it ended. 
<laughs> I'm disappointed <laughs> that it ended. Yeah, I, I wanted two. I wanted both of the movies at once. Maybe that would have been a better deal. Mm. It was going to be apparently a HBO miniseries at first, like a Game of Thrones type deal. That would have worked as well, right? Because you could have filled loads of stuff in. You could have had whole episodes about certain things, and maybe you wouldn't have been as confused if they had more time. I think I, it's not about confusion specifically. It's just if you need to tell me a story, right? Yeah, I need it needs to be less in their head and more on the screen and in the dialogue. Yeah. I do think that this movie commits a, a sin. Oh my. And I think the sin is there are moments in the movie, if you haven't read the book or seen the other movie, I had to put myself in that mind where I was like, why are these people attacking these people? Mm. Like, it's actually based on something that is barely mentioned in this movie, if at all. Like, you know, this feud between them. They don't mention the feud between them, really. And then next thing you know, the two factions are having a fight. And I think as a new viewer, you would be like, I don't get it. They're, we're like 20 minutes in and they're having a big fight. What is this? I understood what was going on. I just didn't know. Do you think it could have been done this, better, though, is what I mean? Why is this motivated? Well, I just keep going back to my, like, what is the point of making them fight against each other? Why? Right. I just kept going back to that. So that's why it was hard for me to grasp. Like, is there something else at play here that I'm missing out? Oh, we haven't, we've forgotten about the witchy ladies, right? So they've got a whole other section going on. Yeah, they the are. witchy this... ladies who can have like the voice of preacher, right? <laughs> like if they say a thing, they can make a person. Jedi kneel. mind trick. Jedi mind trick, but they have to say it instead of just like, whoosh, you know, make them do a thing. I guess it is the Jedi mind trick, isn't it? Mm hmm. They kind of claim that they've been manipulating all things for centuries or millennia to get to a certain point where the one or like their savior person appears. So we've got them going on too. Don't yeah. That. But they're kind of like early on and then they kind of forgotten about. It's, I well, know. Because no, the presence of him and the mother, the mother represents them. So she's just, she's right out there the whole time. Yeah. The, but the actual ladies is what I mean. But the, Put the hand in the box sequence is cool. Uh, yeah. Creepy. Even in the old movie, that's cool. They do some things that are in the old movie. Hmm. But there's a lot going on. I can see how people could be... It's not like Star Wars is actually very simple, right? Like actual Star Wars. Mm -hmm. it's, there's nothing where you are confused, is there, in, in Star uh, yes, Wars? Yes, always in, confused. In like A New Hope. A little bit. I mean... Listen to you grunt at me. Ooh. I could understand it. <laughs> I could understand you were confused in the prequels because they are really confusing. The Trade Federation and all that shit. I don't find any of that confusing. I found that confusing and I, you know, I love Star Wars. Mm. I had to watch them about five times before I like knew all of what was going on. Right. But the original movies are real simple, like Saturday morning kind of cartoon. Right, simple. so me being confused means what? I'm an idiot? Yeah. Yeah, no, it isn't just straight up not confusing. So it's nice of you to think that, but that's, again, that's maybe a, the confusion isn't like, oh, I don't get what's going on. It's more like, why? Well, what are you confused about in Star Wars, The New Hope? I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. I don't think you're confused you at all, actually. Disagree, because I've always been like, okay, Star Wars. Okay, who the fuck is that? Why are they fighting about this? And why isn't this guy, Darth Vader, just killing everybody? Again, I go back to the same thing every time. Right, why is maybe, everyone? Maybe why is everyone on a planet 
even have to be controlled when he can fucking Jedi mind trip everybody. So hold on, you're just hung up on that. Yeah. Because it makes no sense to make a story. So the Matrix would also fall for the same thing. It'd be like putting Superman as the sheriff of an old of Deadwood and then wonder why and and there's still crime. And you're like, what the what are you doing, Superman? (laughs) Like you know what I'm saying? That's what it's like to me. But they'd explain something, wouldn't they, that he can't use his powers. No, he can use his powers. No one seems limited in these worlds. So what's his face? Darth guy, Darth Vader guy. (laughs) He's fine. He can shoot a guy across a room just like, you know what I mean? But if we work all... He can get whole factions of people to do what he wants. If we work all movies to your thing that you hung up on there, all movies will be three minutes long. No, there has to be another force that is comparable to that. And it has to be announced and made very clear from the very beginning. So the emperor, I need to understand that there is someone equal to or more powerful than the emperor who's just lying in wait or who's just watching things play out or has some other interest or something. So who's equal, right? Lord of the Rings, it's like everybody's equal. The houses are all equal, right? So if one takes over and they get in the in the room with the big throne, they take over, but none, they're all still equal. As long as they battle and take over everybody's areas, there isn't like, you know, even the dragon lady. Oh, we're not talking about Lord of the Rings. I didn't mean Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Game of Thrones. I'm confused. I'm confused. (laughs) Well, there you go. It's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, right? So that's what I'm saying. There's so many things. So there has to be like this thing that makes sense to me that there is someone equal to Darth Vader and not just like, oh, think maybe this guy over here might be equal and he might be able to defeat him someday we just have to have hope it needs to be like boom shakalaka there it is this is the one who can battle out with this guy over here and so we don't have to be 100% terrified of this guy because there's another guy or gal whatever that's what I'm saying so that doesn't exist in these worlds that's what doesn't make any sense to me and also all you have to do is kill the emperor right and then Boom! You're good. Yeah, maybe that's more <laughs> difficult than you. I don't know. Maybe he's well guarded. It's fiction. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Overall, Dune. I loved how it looked. I knew the story already, so that didn't. Maybe that takes something away from it from me. Sure. Because I did know what was going to happen. Up I to see that. Like every beat of it, I was actually hoping that he was going to change something. I'm like, we well, don't have to stick to it, right? It could be different. I disagree. You can't take something as sacred is that i guess yeah. i don't even know what the word would be but it well, would let's, just be rude let's face it the people who love the novel are going to complain about whatever you make anyway right always because it's not the, the novel yeah, it doesn't even matter it's, <laughs> don't get me started on that argument about how it's not like the book it's not like the comic well let's get off that and get onto yes, the cast please timothy chalamet who we've actually seen two weeks in a row right don't look up mm-hmm. and now paul atreides who's our hero He's our Luke Skywalker, let's say, in this movie. And then we have Atreyu from Neverending Story. We do. Mm. So what do you think of Timothy Chalamet? Oh, that was really good. I am becoming a big fan of his, to be fair. Becoming a big fan after two things. Uh, I've seen him in something else too, but I can't remember what it was. (laughs) You have a very balanced view of things. (laughs) I really think he's a great actor. There's some scenes in this where I was actually emotional from him. Oh my. He's talking to his dad. Near the beginning. There's a couple of scenes talking to his mother, where he's uh, in distress, kind of. Mm-hmm. Somebody might, uh, might, may or may not have died. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, 
I think he's a really good actor. And the original Paul Atreides in the 80s movie was Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks. Who you're in love with. It was also great, but a bit older than this version, you know? But Mm -hmm. I really like this dude. He's really good. Rebecca Ferguson plays Jessica Atreides, the mother. What do you think of Rebecca? I like her. She's quite theatrical, but then I just keep thinking about whatever she is, one of these spiritual witch ladies, that it's it's very hard on whatever she is. Like It's hard. She has the power at any moment to control everyone around her. Again, but she doesn't. She's like Samantha from Bewitched. Well, they do gag her at one point. Yeah, but for five seconds. And mm-hmm. then she can just say whatever she wants anytime and bring people to their knees. But she doesn't. So, but... I figured the reason she's she's very highly strung, and that could be why, because she's got a lot resting on her shoulders. Oscar Isaac plays Leto Atreides. What do you think of Oscar? That was really good. I was convinced. I like that they portray him convincingly, or he convinced me that he doesn't want to come in here and destroy. So the idea is this sand planet, every time somebody comes in, sent by the Almighty Emperor, they just basically destroy everything they take what they want and they don't do anything for the native people who live on this planet so we're also talking about avatar yeah about that right any colonization imperialistic colonization that happens of a country or now we're talking about a planet basically you take what you want and you just wring the life out of everybody and you profit from it i was convinced that he was not that guy he didn't want to be the guy he wants to like make use of and kind of be in partnership with the people of this planet. He's a bit like Boba Fett coming into town. Kinda? We don't know his past, though. <laughs> but well, I mean, Also, he's... he doesn't force his son. Like, his son is kind of like, I don't know if I want this whole thing to... I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to be the you, whatever he is. That was one of the scenes I liked at the beginning. Yeah, and he's like, you can just be whatever. You, all you have to be is my son. And I was convinced he wasn't lying. I didn't feel like he was lying. No. I mean, he kind of knew what he was doing, I think, with that little speech. But Oscar's very commanding, though. He's a good actor. True. We've got Stellan Skarsgård as the Baron. The Baron's the bad guy. The Baron is the... Well, he's one of the he's bad He's like guys, a mini-boss right? in a game. Yeah? <laughs> if you look at the overall picture. Yeah? He's like Darth Vader is to the Emperor. <laughs> Let's say. What do you think of the Baron? It just disgusted me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what disgusts me about the Baron. When he's eating. Oh, yeah. That is enough. You can have the most angelic character, the most wonderful human being or whatever creature they are portrayed in a movie. And if they start eating like a fucking pig, I'm out. They are now. I cannot listen to chewing or slopping or slathering, or slow chewing. Ugh. Let me just explain. I, uh, when I produce the podcast, I have a plugin that removes <laughs> mouth noises. So you as a listener may not have heard Sid Talk's mouth noises. I might have cut them out. Yeah, well, my mouth, I'm not, I'm talking into a microphone, it's picking up everything I'm doing. This person's intentionally making sloppy, sloshy sounds with his mouth, and I, I was immediately not a fan. I was a fan of his horrendous horribleness. Of course you were. You know, as a baddie. Mm -hmm. Jason Momoa plays Duncan Idaho. That doesn't even sound like the name of somebody who should be in this movie. (laughs) Duncan Idaho. He's very of the 20th and 21st century. Yeah. So Jason Aquaman. 
you know, Jason like, Aquaman. He, like I say, he's the most light-hearted character in the whole thing. He's heroic. He's light-hearted a bit, and he's also very brave. I would say. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Also, he's not like anybody else, right? But maybe that's a good thing. We've also got Josh Brolin as Gurney Halleck. What do you think of Josh? He's brief, but he was Josh Brolin. Javier Bardem as Stilgar. You like Harvey? Yeah, I did like him, actually. I felt the most... I didn't even know it was him for a while. Oh, I did, immediately, because I like him. I like Javier, and he's he's of the Sand People, or whatever they're called, and... Jowers. I am. <laughs> Tuscan Raiders. He's of whatever they are. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and I really felt his... I don't know. He just... He commands everything when I'm watching, so I'm, I'm all in when it's Javier. We've also got Dave Batista as Glossu. That's uh, Drax to all the rest of the Marvel fans. He was still Drax, except he chopped some heads off. Yeah, I liked him in this, and I also liked him. He didn't if, do anything. What do you mean you liked him? If you him? remember, I, he was also in Blade Runner 2049, and he was cool in that. He was better. They gave him a cool look in this. I liked... Yeah, but I mean, he didn't, he didn't I, have to do much. I must say the costume in is really good in this movie. I really like those suits that capture your sweat. <laughs> yeah. They wear these suits because they're in the desert that kind of hydrate you. Fully, so you don't lose any water. It's kind of, it's really cool. I like the explanation of it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we got Zendaya as Charney. I mean, if you came to this movie to see Zendaya, you're not going to see her. She's not in it very much. She's in like flashback dreamy sequences. The young lady? Yeah. Okay, okay. And she's at the end. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I assume she'll be a huge part of movie number two, but don't come to this movie for her. She's not in it But much. she's good. She's compelling. And this is directed by Denis Villeneuve. He also directed Blade Runner, Arrival, if you remember that one. Mm, yes. And Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal, which was superb. I wasn't in love with Arrival except the idea of it. It just sort of... It was visually like amazing, but... And the idea is amazing. It just... Oh. You know me in science fiction. I want it to all be yeah. what I want it to be. And then... I'm a fan of Denis. He's... People have said that he's like art house blockbuster. And I actually Mm. definitely see that. Because this isn't, when you look at the poster, you might think, oh yeah, that's something like Star Wars. (laughs) But when you watch it, it's not, is it? It's it's, to a certain taste. It's different from the mainstream. Slower moving. It does have action pieces, but it's not what it's about. It's not really about getting to the big action sequences, is it? Because. It's more about the things in between the action sequences. So I like his direction. I think it's fantastic. I feel like the visuals are on like a level of James Cameron. I feel like James Cameron would love this guy because he's like, it's really out there. Some of those ship designs mm-hmm. and some of that stuff in space, that like weird ship that's like, it's like a monolith, but it's also like a butthole. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> The monolith butthole. And as you're admiring this, is what you're saying. <laughs> I, I was just wowed by some of the... It's actually like a generational ship from my beloved Star Trek, just right. so you know. But I love some of those. Or the World Eater. Definitely. There's one ship that lands and like the like a royal carpet comes out of the front of it. Yeah, the, so I remember. I was like, whoa, yeah, that's hardcore. All the design of that stuff was... I bought everything. I was like, that's a ship landing. That's not CG. That's some weird ass ship that we've never seen before. Dragonfly wings, like how they buzz really, really fast. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's really cool how it looks. IMDb reviews of this movie, what are those? 
Because there are reviews on IMDb where you like to go and read and make fun of the people who give them one star. Do you think this will have many one stars? This yes. Movie? You do? Let's, let's have a look. I mean, I can like a thing and still understand why people don't like a thing. All right. I'm evolved. All right, number one. Utterly boring and a great story ruined. <laughs> he says, I've read the book 3X. I've watched the Lynch version 10X. Hold on. Does that mean three speed? Yeah, probably. <laughs> he listened to the audiobook on three speed. <laughs> three. <laughs> no, I believe he read it three times. Okay, got it. And he watched the Lynch version 10x, which okay. it'd be hard to follow at that speed. <laughs> he says, I rank the Lynch version as the all-time greatest cult movie. So okay. what on earth went wrong with this one? There's nothing interesting about it. There's no story. Almost everything is filmed in darkness. You can't see anything. I disagree because I'd never had a problem with how it looked ever, right? This isn't part of the review. You're commenting on the review, just so people can Why keep not up. just settle for a radio version? Why bother never turning up the brightness? You can't even see when it is fully sunshine in the desert. I think his TV was broken. I think so, because it seemed fine to me. Or the projector was go going out in his theatre. He says, I fell asleep like all the other reviewers. Oh, all of them. Two hours of total boredom. And this is only part one. Well, he did fall asleep because it's actually two hours and 35 <laughs> minutes. So for 35 minutes, he must have been asleep. <laughs> the second person says, just waste of time headache movie. Just sand and garbage. I can't waste my garbage like movie. Totally waste of time. <laughs> sand and garbage. <laughs> just sand and garbage. <laughs> yes. And then Love finally, it. I have watched million of movies. Okay. Whoa, this is an expert. <laughs> but this is the first movie I stopped watching after 30 minutes. I have always finished watching the movies, no matter how bad it is. But hey, I geese there first time for everything. I geese. This one managed to do that. The end. <laughs> he says the end. The, the end. like backdrop to doom. Yeah. I'm, the end. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> So they're the people who didn't like this I mean, this they're movie. Fa they're fine. That's fine. So the Blu-ray itself comes with a bunch of extras. Over an hour of bonus features, it says. Including the Royal Houses, Inside Dune, Building the Ancient Future, Designing the Sandworm, Wardrobe from Another World, and a new soundscape. Yeah, the music is by Hans Zimmer. It's awesome. It's kind of Arabian almost, right? Mm -hmm. like, like Lawrence of Arabia was what I was thinking of when I was listening to it. But with this weird, I think it had a didgeridoo going on at some point. Felt like it. The extra about the spice was kind of cool, even though it didn't feel like an extra. It really just felt like a promotional piece mm. explaining what spice is. So there are a bunch of extras. In conclusion, on Dune, I am giving Dune an 8 out of 10. Oh my gosh. Whew, I'm taken aback. I'm yeah. giving it a 7.4 because not because it's great and world changing and all that shit, but because for what it is, my level of enjoyment and I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Well, you got a really long wait. That really determines, so I'm going <laughs> se between 7 and 7.4 just because I was enthralled. I'm interested. I'm interested in the whole of the world now to, and I don't care about spoilers necessarily. It's an old story. So I want to understand it. And I feel like that helps me take the ride better. That's very, that's unheard of with me, but yeah, I'm into it.
I do believe once the second movie's out, it would be great to watch them both back to back and then it will be more, mm. you know, satisfying. Definitely. So that is Dune. And next week we will be reviewing the movie Ghostbusters Afterlife, which right is on. Ghostbusters 4, I guess. <laughs> is it? Four? Mm. Five? Seven? Don't know. It's some, somewhere Precisely. Move recommendations. I'm going to recommend you David Lynch's Dune, even though David Lynch hates it. You don't have to. <laughs> and I'm also going to recommend Denis Villeneuve's Blade Runner 2049, which I think is incredible. That's a 10 out of 10 movie in my book. You're an outlander, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to recommend... Movies from the 90s, because there was a lot of good shit back in the 90s, people. I'm not saying these five movies are good shit. I'm just saying they're on the list of movies I saw from the 90s, either in the 90s or since then. The Grifters, Pacific Heights, which you particularly like, Night of the Living Dead, Home Alone, and Truly Madly Deeply, which introduced me to both the guy and the girl. <laughs> Yes. Emma Thompson. Well said. And Snurd, or whatever his name is. Snipe. Snape. Uh, from yes. Love Actually. <laughs> I'm crisscrossing all the streams here. Hans Gruber. Love Actually. Husband and wife, actually. We're both in this movie, if I'm not mistaken. True. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Snape. Snipe. Whatever. Snape. And Love Actually couple. Who bought the girl the necklace and the wife cried in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. How many octopuses were there at the Nativity? <laughs> <laughs> I love love, actually. How many octopuses were there at the birth of baby Jesus? <laughs> I think that was the... Was it more than one? <laughs> <laughs> you failed us this year. You didn't insist that we watch love, actually. I did uh, see some of it on something. Like it was on TV when I turned it's it on. It's kind of enough because then it fills your brain yeah. with it. And then you're like, I'm good. I got it. Hey, Scully stuff. I have been playing more Far Cry 6, but I've talked about that enough. So what I've been doing this week is modding some controllers. Yeah, so Ben. So modding like a mofo. Did you know that you can modify your video game controllers to any color you would like? There's a company. I'm not sponsored by this company. I just wanted to mention it, though. Called Extreme Rate. You can go on Amazon and buy their parts. Like every little part of your PlayStation 5 or your Xbox controller... If you want like a different colored button, you can buy a button. You know, you can buy all singular things. If you've got the, what would you say? It's got to be a bit brave, haven't you, to take a yep. controller apart. Because these controllers are like $70 a piece. So you're going inside and you're actually removing everything, taking the whole motherboard out. Which is pretty gnarly, to be fair, because there's like tiny little ribbon cables. Don't let your kids do it, I don't think. I mean, not if you don't want it to die. Well, yeah, if you don't want to ruin your If control. you want to let him practice on something, yeah, sure. Yeah, on a broken one. <laughs> I've done one this week, and what I did was I transformed a standard PS5 controller into a transparent version of the PlayStation 5 controller. So you can see right through it. You can see all the circuit boards inside, but the plastic is transparent. It came out so well, and it works perfectly. I got the guts to do my other one, because I have two of them, and I'm going to do that one purple and orange. And you kind of inspired some of that one. Thanks. I love my purple and orange. So you get all these parts from Amazon. They're just extreme rate is the company. They make so many colors. 
there wasn't a color that was missing as far as I could see. They even do like chrome. You could have like gold buttons and a gold controller or silver. You know, they have all the metallic colors, see-through colors and just regular colors. It's fun. All the colors. Yeah, it's really fun to do, but it is quite, you know, you've got to know a bit about electronics and like what, you know, how be gentle while you're doing it. And also fearless. A little bit fearless. Did the first one following a guide on YouTube, which there are many really good guides of how to do it. And then the second one, I didn't need the guide at all because it had all soaked in. So you can mod your controllers. And if you want to look at what my controller looks like, go on my Twitter, A Scully, and you will see a photograph of it. Secondly, we watched uh, the first episode of the last season of Ozark last night. What did you think? Uh, very interesting, very intriguing. I'm I do not, think in. Ozark's one of my favoritest shows alongside Favorite Fargo. Test. Goes alongside Fargo, Better Call Saul. It's mm -hmm. very intriguing. And the characters are really good. And Ruth is my favorite character. You know? She always has been. Yeah, she's so good. So that is it. That's all I've been doing this week. What's for dinner? Leftover lasagna. Or lasagna, as grown-ups like to call it. I oh. made lasagna last night. We're vegetarian. This is why I'm telling you what we eat. Because we're not starving. There's a lot of stuff to eat in the world, like vegetarian lasagna. We're not vegan, because that's really tough. And that's a, that's a view of the world, like a philosophy of how to live in the world. I respect it. I'm not it. Vegetarian, literally, it's lasagna noodles, big wad of vegetables, the crumbles, as we call them, from corn, which is made out of, like, uh, mycoprotein, which fries up like crumbles of hamburger, but it isn't. Cheese, cottage cheese, baked, delicious. It is delicious. Also, I made homemade bread rolls, twisty things the other day. What about that? Holy uh, crap. Those were very good, too. They were, but we don't have any of those today. Oh, well. That was a teaser there. Sorry. All right, and your advice, and let's get out of it. My advice isn't advice. This is just the thing. I'm going to break you some news, break it down for you, everybody. Everything you've ever learned about anything, all things, every word that I'm saying, every item around you, it's everything. Everything you know has all been observed and documented or invented and then observed and documented and redocumented by other people. And then it's like repackaged. It's retold to you. It's resold to you. It's regurgitated at us forever. The thing that someone else already decided is decided and the word is made up and that's what is given to you. And this cup is a cup because someone called it a cup and made a cup because it didn't exist, right? We made it up. We need a thing to hold some liquid in maybe. I don't know what, I don't know how a cup was invented, but somebody made it. But in the world of things that we haven't invented as humans, I'll say, like a tree isn't a tree, right? So we're getting in the there is no spoon territory here. Right. It isn't a tree. It just is. And somewhere along the line, some humans did something. They dissected it. They figured it out. They manipulated it. They did something else to it to figure out how we can benefit, what it does, how it works, what we can make out of it, how we can exploit it, how we can profit from it right? But it's not a tree. It's not an actual tree. It just is in the whole of the universe that, that, that it just You're is. saying things didn't have names until we gave not them. Not just not names, but I mean, it's not, it doesn't exist so I can make this desk out of it. We just decided to do that, right? And so 
But I don't really have a point. I'm just saying. <laughs> Great story. <laughs> good story. Good story. <laughs> See, I'm not a storyteller, but I'm happy to insult those who try to pretend to be. I'm just saying. And there's no no reason to think of this, except that everything around you is made up. And that means if someone decided that you're not supposed to have a steak and a baked potato for breakfast, or I'm not supposed to have a lasagna for at two o'clock in the morning because, well, you shouldn't eat. Why the fuck? Why you, you made that shit up. Somebody made up that pancakes are for breakfast and that hamburgers are for other meals, not for breakfast. Like who, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> who decided that? On what? Somebody who doesn't like fun. It's, <laughs> it's made up. It's invented by someone else. And now we just take on that idea because it just is. Without question, hardly, or, and then it's also like you want to defend it because it's just, that's what they, that's what everyone always told me. So now I can't have a hamburger for breakfast, you crazy person. <laughs> These are things I'm picking on because those things irritate me. So that is all. All right. So acecully.com, that's the place you can go to listen to this show or anchor.fm slash after the show. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere the podcasts are available. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm A. Scully, your Sid Talk, mm -hmm. in all those places. You can email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She don't like any of you. That's not true. You can follow me on Instagram if you want, but you're going to see a lot of garden pictures. And Denis Villeneuve, stay classy, because you've made a very classy movie with Dune. And I'm going to say think for yourselves, because if you're not doing it, obviously someone's doing it for you.